Hey, Vincenzo, how are you doing today? Hey, good. How's yourself doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm doing well. I can't complain. I'm just enjoying the lovely, uh, modestly warm weather here in Denmark. How are? How about you? How are? How's the weather out there? It's actually pretty nice today. It's been a little wet all week, but it's starting to warm up here in Ontario anyway. Nice. That's that's good to hear. It's good to hear that things are starting to you know, go towards the warmer weather back home. Um, it, we we kind of gave the listeners a little bit of a quick Coles Notes version of our bio of you, but we're going to let you kind of describe yourself and, you know, your journey to where you are right now and uh, let the people kind of get to know you uh, a little bit more. First, let's get a, let's get a quick, uh, let's get a quick pronunciation on your name and what you go by so that, you know, we, we know what to call you. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't actually know what the pronunciation is. Uh, my name's actually Vincenzo Arnon. I go by Vince most of the time, but I just, my full name is Vincenzo. So that's what I thought I should make it for my design mm-hmm. but yeah that's it yeah that's the the italian culture i like it i mean my my pronunciation would be vincenzo arnone so i yeah. mean being a fellow italian i i get it i get i get it how people can you know butcher your name but All so we want to make sure that we get we're getting it crystal clear for everybody yeah, that's perfect so yeah, let's t- let's hear a little bit about you and uh, yeah, take the listeners through your a little bit of a brief history. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so I grew up in Brampton, Ontario. I've been playing hockey all my life, obviously, and I didn't actually start designing until about two years ago, after I went to uh, college and I realized that's what I really wanted to be doing. And uh, since then, I've been really focused on it and that's what I ended up thinking that's what I want to do for the rest of my life so I've been pushing towards that I ended up graduating what I was in college for originally which was sporting goods business and uh went into graphic design now to get my diploma and hopefully get a job out of what I'm doing right now that's pretty cool so uh you mentioned growing up in Brampton and now we chatted a bit uh, before when we first connected about uh, how we have a kind of a connection there. I played junior hockey in Brampton. Uh, how old were, how old would you have been at, at that time? Uh, what, 2004, 2005? Uh, I was around, I think it was 05 was the big year that I was going a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would have been, let's say about 10 years old. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah, I loved it. I used to watch you guys all the time. We used to, me and my dad used to go to almost every game, and you guys had a killer team at the time too. So yeah, we really did have a good team, and you know, we, I mean, we had our fellow, uh, our fellow player Wojtek. He's a fellow, he's an Olympian now, bronze medalist today. Got the, uh, got the bronze medal. So that's pretty cool. I was following I closely. Yeah, he's a, It's great to see that you know he's made it all the way to the Olympics and. Uh, he's had a really great career. I mean, he, he had a tough year last year with a bad injury, but uh, it's really nice to see him rebound. Exactly. You guys had a lot of guys on that team that I thought were going to have incredible careers, honestly, go long distances, but uh, some stuff just didn't pan out for some guys. Yeah, you know, it's just the nature of of the beast uh, in hockey. Like, there's 
it's it's a pretty tough road. I got to be honest. Uh, it's a lot more mentally taxing than people would would understand. Um, the grind of always being assessed on a daily basis. I mean, I'm sure people can relate to that no matter what you're doing in your day to day life. But when it's magnified in front of you know a lot of people on a nightly basis and a lot of people just who are following and trying to you know, assess you so that they, they can make decisions whether they want to bring you to their team or not. It, it can get uh, pretty grueling for guys who aren't ready for that. So, you know, that's that's how the natural selection of things happen. And it's just how it is. I've seen so many players and so many guys who I played with on that team were just really, really good players. And, yeah. you know, it just it just gets them. And then the circumstances that they're in happen. And then, you know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't pan out but uh you know like it's just one of those things where the mental side of the game becomes so so important and that's a little bit you know what we're about here with uh with shifted is is trying to help guys with their mental edge um and you know understanding that uh from my perspective that the way to breed an athlete is you know you, you have your three pillars you have your um your physical you know skills which would be like your fitness and stuff like that. You have your sports specific skills, which would be like anything to do with, you know, hockey or shooting, passing, skating, all that stuff. And then you have your mental skills, which are, you know, oftentimes they're talked about, but not a lot of people are doing a whole lot about. So it's our goal to kind of bring that to the forefront and and help people understand that it's about all those things really. No, exactly. And that's what I think a lot of people have to start focusing on that, especially the mental aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. It's a a really big uh, topic right now with all this mental health stuff. And, you know, I find a lot of people are are talking about it, which is good, but there's not a lot of people doing a whole lot about it. Or, you know, the, the conversation isn't necessarily around the actions. It's more about just talking. And, and it's great that, you know, let's build some awareness, but, you know, we got to get people doing stuff too. So it's a, uh, it's a little bit about, you know, where we'd like to see things go and what we, you know, what we would like to do. So that's uh I realize that we're talking about it now, but uh, that's just kind of, you know, what our ambitions and our plans are. So why don't we talk about, um, you know, what's your view of, you know, the state of hockey right now? Like how, how do you, how do you describe yourself, you know, in the, in the hockey world? Do you, are you a, a diehard fan? Are you a casual fan? Do you really like the game? Like how much do you play? Okay. Uh, well, start off. I love the game. I don't watch it as much as I used to. I used to be in tune in depth every night, but I still, I catch, try to catch every highlight of every night or whatever, but I play usually once a week on Fridays whenever I have the time. Just I'm just pick, uh, playing pickup or shinny or whatever I can at this point. Mm-hmm. After I left my last college, I haven't signed up for anything organized because my schedule has just been crazy, so I haven't been playing too much. But uh, I love hockey right now. I think the speed and the skill at which everyone is playing at right now is unbelievable. And it, for me, it's the best it's been in a long time. That's great. I mean, it, so what what is it about the, the sport that, that, draws, that draws you in now versus what was it that drew you in when you were a kid? Uh, I think now, obviously I'm getting into more of the equipment side of things too. And I love the, 
the evolution of everything as well. When I was a kid, I didn't, obviously I didn't think too much into that side of it. And I was just kind of watching, but, uh, yeah, for, as a kid, it was just more of an entertainment thing, but now it's kind of taken over as like, uh, I don't know, a big part of my life. And I could see myself being in the sport for my whole life. For sure. That's amazing. It just goes to show, you know, there's so many different ways you can be part of the sport, like hockey, uh, it, it be part of any sport really if you know whatever it's it, your passion lies around but it, well since we're talking about hockey we'll just keep it on that and it, it's just you know there's so many different things you can do in the industry and and the sports business world is growing uh, really really fast right now and it's just a great time to be around sports because there's there's so much happening but you know the main thing is uh, you know, with all this sports business going on, it's just really, really important that the product and the quality on the ice stays, stays strong and that the, we're keeping the fans happy because at the end of the day, it's really what it's all about. We like we're entertainment and we, we need to give the fans, you know, what they want so that they feel like they're getting their money's worth when they're coming inside the, the gate. So how, like, how do you feel about the, the quality of hockey and the product on the ice right now like what makes you go to games if you were to go to a game okay well getting just about the quality of the hockey and the and the equipment or whatever I think especially now as opposed to when we were or maybe even five ten years ago if you have the quality of product people are going to buy it regardless of the name when you've seen it with uh, true hockey and VH hockey how much they grew just because of how how uh, quality their product was and how good it was. And uh, I think that's going to start taking over a lot more when Bauer released their new line of uh, 1S pads and there was rips and everything. Everyone was having a lot of troubles with that and a lot of complaints with that. And it's Bauer, but still people weren't happy with the quality. So I think, as you were saying, quality is a huge thing now. And regardless of the name or whatever, everyone needs high-quality stuff and that's what they're going to look for. Right. So you, you've been talking that uh, you've been doing some work for some companies. And so how do you find your experience has been so far uh, working with some of these companies? Well, I think the companies are always looking to innovate. They're always looking to try something different. And they're especially looking for what is going off in the customers. So what they're what everyone's buzzing around. I think that's what draws a lot of them into me. But it's it's hard to work through a company sometimes uh depending on what they want to do but it's it's also rare i've only had uh, three or four company experiences one with brian's bauer vaughn and a couple other small ones but they're open to uh trying new things but again it's based on what the customers want and at the same time hockey's a very old uh, style kind of old head game and a lot of people don't want to see a lot of change so it's also hard to get in that way as well yeah like the the notion that we were trying to uh, create culture within hockey is just stagnated by you know the people saying that the culture of hockey needs to remain intact from like 1900 and mm-hmm. there's just so many people that they pull against what pop culture is and they're trying to keep hockey in, in the dark ages basically. But 
you know that i think that's i think that's what we're seeing um happen in reverse in basketball right now i think basketball is just absolutely booming and it's exploding because they're really taking on pop culture and they're trying to integrate with it and they're being dynamic and they're being really really creative and it's i think that's why it's probably the fastest growing of the major sports right now because it's really connecting with the the kids and the, the youth generation and you know the people who kind of grew up through the 90s and 2000s who are you know they're they're kind of getting them back into the into that groove of like hey basketball is fun again it's it's really it's a fun time to be around it what do you think well as exactly what you were saying with the basketball thing this generation, I think, is especially looking to uh, differentiate themselves and, again, be creative and express themselves through whatever they're doing, whether it be their equipment or whatever. And obviously basketball with the shoes and everything they got going on, and they can express themselves fully. And hockey, I don't think you see that enough. And the new generation is – the old heads, obviously, are, they want it to stay simple or whatever. But the new generation, I think, as they get older, you'll see it coming a lot more and it'll turn into more of a basketball type feel where you'll see customized skates and everyone will try to be different yeah yeah that's i mean it's a little bit about what draws this conversation between us i mean we're just it's two people who are starting to think a little bit outside the box and and they're starting to think of things uh, a little differently and you know I feel like, you know, it'll be met with some resistance at first initially because people are going to be, people are always really reluctant to change because it's really a difficult thing to understand when you, you know, you're comfortable in in one way, but the fastest way to really, I mean, guess go out of business would be the word I would think of, but uh, the fastest way, yeah, to, to go out of business uh, for the league is, is to, you know, not innovate and, and to stay where they were. And, you know, that, that's that's just how you can see in, in football right now. You know, the numbers are declining really, really fast because it, it's just kind of trying to pull against what pop culture is trying to say. And, you know, we can sit here and debate about why we don't want it to follow, you know, what's going on in the world and trendy and, and like all this new design stuff and, we want to keep it the way it was and very old school and old fashioned and keep the integrity of the game. But honestly, like being in the game and being like actually involved and, you know, having all this, this exposure to all these brands and all this, the, the hockey, like the guys within the room, like they, they love hockey culture too, but they understand that it's changing and it changes and they wanted to reflect, you know, their own personalities and, I think for me, you know, cause I, I started playing pro in 2006 and it was just after, you know, the AHL had signed a, a long deal with uh, RBK at the time it was Reebok and we, we could, we were limited to using, you know, Reebok stuff and they really frowned upon even like using skates, even using different skates. They, they weren't really happy <clears throat> initially when you were using other skates, but, um, you know, like it's just one of those things where we make it all the way to pro hockey, and then we have to be stuck with you know one brand. Where I want, I'd rather you know the guys be able to be expressive and show like who they are as people through you know a little bit of what they're wearing, and and make it kind of trendy because I think 
it'll resonate with the younger generation who are really like looking up to these guys. And it could just be like a really cool dynamic and it might build some of that culture. Like it's exactly what I'm thinking. Like uh, a company Verbero, I'm sure you're familiar with is that's one of my, they make some of my favorite equipment and they just started breaking into the NHL. And I'm sure that that's going to be a big boost for them. But up until that, I imagine a lot of people probably never even heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had some, uh, had some discussions with some of the guys there at Verbero and one of our guys on our staff, Joel Cramarosa, was actually uh, one of their um, featured athletes last year and kind of helped them get a little bit of recognition uh, out in California. And then he was in Vancouver last year. So that was uh, – he, he would tell me about them. And he, he wore their stuff and he liked their stuff. So he had some good things to say about them. So is uh, – is it fair to say that uh, you've fallen in love with design and that's going to be where you are going to fit in in this whole equation of uh, hockey and sports business? Uh, I hope so. So <laughs> basically, I I took uh, Sporting Goods business originally because I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be on the equipment side of things and in the Sporting Goods world. So I thought that was a good way to get my foot in the door. I, and then I quickly realized that most of the guys that were in my program and doing sporting its business, they're getting into it to try to just break into the industry. A lot of them were trying to be sales representatives or uh, be a part of the marketing teams and whatnot. But I always thought I wanted to do a little more. And obviously I love the equipment and I always wanted to be hands-on with that, especially the goalie stuff. Mm-hmm. So while I was doing my business diploma at a Fleming, at on my off time at home that's when i started teaching myself how to design so that i could differentiate myself once i was graduated and try to go to more towards the um, actual equipment side okay yeah that's uh that's pretty cool it's it's definitely a, a unique route right like I'm, i mean i've truthfully i've never really spoken to someone who has done some sort of degree like that and and like tried to go that route which is it's super fascinating because you know like you you just never think of that like us as athletes we just kind of think you know we almost take it for granted like oh yeah the you know the reps are going to be there or you know the brands are going to be there they're going to send us the sticks and the teams have sponsorship deals and all that but we don't really take into account most of the time you know there's actual people that are doing these things and making these things happen. Right. Like we just think that we just, you know, it's just a thing that happens. You know, we, we show up and there's sticks there for us, you know, but we don't really see the whole process and the whole, you know, the way everything is created and starting with designs and stuff like that. So what, like, what do you think, like, how, how do you feel about the role of, of design and, and equipment? Uh, I think it's, especially now, I think it's hugely important the way something looks is the first line of uh, what the customer is going to see. And especially with, I've seen with my stuff anyway, like it's all, it's all based on the looks, whatever I post. And I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen it, but there's a lot of hate again from just the looks of it. So I think that design is definitely important. The goalie side as well. Uh, you can Bauer now. They're innovating with just their uh, their printing, just and that's just their design. Not even um, what's that called performance oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I think it's really important. 
Yeah, the buzz was all about uh, performance-oriented stuff over the last, like, you know, maybe four years, I would say. But now you can see as social media is really, really taking a stronghold over the world, basically, you can see how design is kind of creeping back in and people are really, really ready to, you know, jump on that kind of stuff. It's funny because when I was a kid... Okay, like I grew up in Toronto and I love the Leafs. So like I was a huge Leafs fan. I'm not sure if you were or not, but Hopefully. I was, yeah, I was uh, oh, a huge Leafs fan. And my favorite players were like Doug Gilmore and, and like Wendell Clark and Felix Poffan. And, and the, the reason why I love these guys was a, they were, they were fierce competitors and they would just, you know, they were awesome players and they really went to the battle and they had some great, uh, battles with some good teams back in the day but you know another reason why i love them is like dougie used to tuck his shirt in like you know he used to have the half tuck and he used to use a a titan stick that was black and blue and i really loved the look and then you know what can you say about pop fan like I, i loved the cat you know like he had all his stuff was just on point all the time and i remember every single year for my art project at school i would draw him and you know like i I would draw him in my free time just because like, I love that look. And it just, it made me fall in love with the sport even more on a different level. And I don't like what, like, did you have any experiences like that? Well, obviously I think especially for kids as when you're young, you're trying to emulate what your, your idols on the ice and half of the idols I had at the time were just because of the way they looked or the way they dressed or whatever, obviously, uh, I love I loved Belfour because he was on the Leafs, but I just loved the way he carried himself and how he didn't care and he was so open minded. I just I think it's important, especially for kids, to just try to emulate their favorite players, and that's another thing the company should try to uh, pick up on a little bit more. Yeah, there's there's uh, like they're the brands are you know they're they're kind of thinking. You know, they they might have be even a little bit complacent too, right? Because they know that they just gotta make new products and you know, teams will buy it. But you're seeing other companies kind of come in right now and steal a little bit of the market share. Like you see, True, they're they're making some they're making some waves, right? They just bought VH and they're you know they're breaking the those skates and and you know you see companies like Bauer who basically went bank bankrupt and. You know things. Things are changing, and you know Easton went out of business. Like that, those are my. That was my favorite company growing up. Like that was my favorite stick, and you know like not, they're not even being made anymore. Like that's that's crazy to me. And now, you know, like obviously we're uh, our team here is sponsored by Reebok, so we or CCM, sorry. So we're we're using those sticks, and yeah. CCM is just a you know very traditional hockey. Um, company but you know they've made some strides in the quality of their stick over the year because when they first came out man those Reeboks were not very good and you can ask any guy who played in the AHL for a number of years and because we are forced to use them right like we don't have that option to go and use something else like we had to use them they were not very good because they were either inconsistent or the performance was just really bad at the beginning but they've come a long way since they were RBK and they've moved over to CCM and now they're, they're actually quite good. Now their new stuff is actually really good and it looks pretty sleek. So that's, that's kind of cool. So, you know, like what kind of, 
what kind of stuff do you like to do when you're when you're designing? Like, what what's your favorite sort of stuff? I know you touched on the the goalie stuff, but you know, is that is uh, that something? You know, like what would you what would you say are your favorite things to do? So probably the goalie stuff. I started doing just the pads, and I originally I would love to just design full pads, uh, not just the graphics, even just the the full uh, silhouettes and everything of the of pads. But obviously, I had to expand out a little more and I wanted to reach players too so I started trying to do skates and I love doing skates now I originally I didn't like it too much but I love making skates and doing the full designs and I don't know I think it's just the more you learn you don't think you would love it but you end up loving everything especially it's hockey so anything I would design I think I'd love yeah for sure and you know I see you got uh, you got a couple cool posts here uh, about you know some skates and some goalies that you you really liked over years, and you have this uh, you know you have the the article in your in your bio um, about the uh, the NBA team goalie pad design. Like, can you what was that like when you you know you had that feature and, and from that, on bar down there? Yeah, that was the first big uh, feature. That was the first big article, but I think it was. I knew when I was posting that stuff, it was just so different. And again, with the NBA and other uh, leagues, you see stuff like that a little more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I didn't think you'd see it enough in hockey when I was making it. And I knew it was going to be at least catch a, a couple of people's eye, but definitely when Bardown wrote about it, I was extremely excited and that did huge things for me. And it opened the door for a lot of other opportunities as well. For sure, and that's how you can kind of put people on a little bit, and that's it's great they they, they were able to see it and and make that uh, opportunity for you. Um, now you're you're really big on Instagram, like it's you know you scroll through your profile and there's just a lot of stuff there, and it's really really edgy but really really cool. Like you can you can really gravitate towards it, and people are you can definitely get. Uh, you know, kind of stuck on your page scrolling through because it's really, really interesting. Um, is that the only place that you post your stuff or, you know, what's your, what's the story behind Instagram? Is that the, the first place you started posting? Yeah, there was no real plan towards it. I made the Instagram and it was blank for months and months. And then I started designing and most of the stuff I ended up deleting from the early, the early post. Cause even if you scroll down now through that stuff, you'll see it gets worse and worse because, at the beginning of the stuff, it was just all self-taught uh, design. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I never really ex- – I tried – I expanded to fa- – I have a Facebook, and, a, and I had a Twitter. I made a new one, but it was hard. I don't know. I didn't get much reach. Just for the pictures, Instagram is the best place to do it. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, I'm making a website right now uh, through my school and whatever, just trying to – for business, but – yeah, Instagram is the only thing I really have going right now, and I do all my business through that, so it's not too much of a hassle. Right? Yeah, biz, I mean, biz dev on Instagram is incredible. Like the the way Instagram is set up right now, it's just crushing everything. And uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg when he bought Instagram a while back, like a long time ago, for like a billion dollars, uh, it was you know people were talking like, is this guy crazy? buying this thing that is only, you know, less than two years old for a billion dollars. And it turned out to be an absolute genius move by him. And 
it's it's incredible what it has become and the innovation that they're allowing for creators and you know companies and businesses and in you know uh, individuals to build their own personal brand right like that's that's a big thing now and especially for athletes it's super super important for people to be able to build their personal brands and you know you're we're all trying to to make it and you know your career is basically just getting started like you're you're just like you're not even it's almost like you're not even through warm-ups yet of the game like you're 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 just about to to get started and go back in the dressing room to kind of you know calm down before you go back out there for the first period that's where i would describe your your progression in your career at right now and you know, like for me, I've, I've been playing professionally for 12 years. So I'm, I'm more towards, you know, getting towards a third period and stuff, but uh, you know, it, it's just, it's really super important that we take advantage of the connections that we do make and Instagram and social media just in general offers us such a huge opportunity to have that ability to make those connections and use it in the right ways to build your own personal brand. And it's super, super important for all of us because, you know, you're just starting and, you know, like athletes, we can't play forever. So it's really, really important that, you know, once we're done playing, we basically have to start again from, you know, I wouldn't say from zero because we have a lot of life skills and we have a lot of things that people would find appealing if they wanted to hire us at companies. But, you know, when you're in this environment and you're you're doing this, it's tough to go and transition into, you know, like a, a job that you have to go work in, a, in an office, right? Like people, people don't recognize that what we do for a living is really, really quite unique because we're basically playing a game. We are playing a game for a living and, you know, our days are spent, um, you know, playing hockey or readying ourselves to play hockey and when I really sit back and think about that, it's really honestly pretty crazy to me that I'm able to do that. And I'm really grateful for that opportunity, but I know that in the future, I'm going to have to do something else. And, you know, this is one way that I'm starting to think about that and consider that. But what do you, what do you feel like Instagram and like social media and, and all this business stuff? Like you, you just, you know, you just graduated from a, a two year course and, you're jumping into the business world now and you know, how do you feel about where it's all at? Uh, as far as the social media stuff goes, I think that's huge for people right now. And I think especially kids have to start realizing that if you have something to offer and you want to do something different, you have platforms to, to use to post it and get your name out there and people want to see different stuff. So, and you can get work through uh, social media now as I've shown or whatever, but yeah. um uh, what was the second part of that question? Sorry. No, just talking about like, I know it's kind of long winded there. I, I tend to talk a lot, but I'm just trying to carry on the uh, the conversation here and make it interesting. So people, I got a lot to say, right. And just, that's just my character. But uh, yeah, I think it we're talking about like um, this- your like personal branding and social media and then the business aspect of it. Yeah. Well, as far as, especially in the sporting goods business, I'm sure, you know, uh, it's super small and I didn't know that going into it, but everyone knows everyone. And especially in sporting goods, you have to make connections and make the right connections. And I think that's important for people to realize also that any opportunity, even though it might not seem like it's a big opportunity for you right now, 
it might lead to further things down the road. I've done a lot of free work, especially in the first year or two that I was, or year and a half that I was designing. And at the time, a lot of people would ask me like, why am I wasting my time or whatever on this? But that's what led me to where I am now. And it gave me the opportunity to do the work I'm doing now. So again, you have to always put in the work and yeah. 100%. I mean, doing free work, you know, people don't realize that, you know, when you give more than give without expectation, first of all, you know, like you're just inviting the, the other person to have good thoughts about you basically. And to like, think like, Oh my gosh, like I got to give back to this person or, you know, next time I have something that could be good potential, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, circle back and, and talk to them. And, you know, is that kind of how you've seen some of those relationships that you've built with other people and, and those that work uh, trend where, you know, you do something for someone and then all of a sudden, you know, a few months later or something, they might reach back out to you and say, hey, I got this opportunity for you if you want it. Well, exactly. Yeah. I've had, most of the stuff I do is based on stuff like that. The first pad I ever did was for uh, Trav for Oilers, if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that account. Yeah, I know him, yeah. And uh, that was just me. That was when I had maybe three or 400 followers, and I just reached out to him, and he saw my stuff, and he just was being nice, took a chance, and ever since then, it's just been one of those things where we've just been connected, and he loves what I do, and I love what he does, so we just work together. And uh, another one at school, we used to have uh, – speakers come in from the sporting goods industry used to have one a week uh come in and talk to us about what they're doing or whatever and we had a guy come in from bauer and i'm still connected with him but he came in and i talked to him later and i got his info and number and whatever and i told him everything that i wanted to do in my career and but we we stayed in touch and about a year later he called me and asking to do a if you saw the veteran set, the camo set that Bauer made, mm-hmm. uh, they came to me asking me to design it for them. So that okay. was a thing just off of connections. But yeah, I think it's huge. It, connections are huge. And not only connections, the way you uh, you display yourself to those connections is hugely important. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's your whether you want to call it your reputation or personal brand, like it's the same sort of thing. And it always, it always leads back to, you know, your network and what your network and, and how it can work for you eventually, right? Like you, just because you don't know how something or someone can help you now, doesn't mean you, it won't help you in, you know, in the long run. And, you know, everyone, everyone has to take care of themselves and everyone has to be looking out for themselves because it's just the nature of how it is. Like we can't be judgmental of people for saying like, Hey, I, I need to take advantage of this opportunity because to be honest, we all need to take advantage of opportunities at some point. So, you know, like it's just people looking out for them for themselves and it's just how the world works. And if we didn't, you know, there's, there'd be a lot of things that just wouldn't happen. So super, super important. Um, the hockey world is a small world to begin with, uh, you know, like within the, the hockey playing uh, community and, you know, the managers, coaches, you know, ownership and uh, not so much ownership, but managers, coaches and players. It's pretty small community. Like there's not, it's not like a huge, huge community. Like most people 
if you really wanted to, you know, do some homework, you can find someone else that knows them or you, you know, someone who knows this person, who knows that person. So it's pretty easy to connect if you really, really want to. And within that community that you're in now, it's, I imagine, even smaller and very much more connected too. Well, exactly. I'll talk to someone that I don't even know. And they've talked to about five other people about me. So it's very small and they're all net and they all like to work with uh, familiar faces. Yeah. And we're going, going back to that original uh, topic about change and people not liking change. It's, it's the same uh, in that industry too. Like they, they want to work with the same people that they have before. So when you get a chance to bring someone new on and you know, in your case, you're someone you know new who's kind of coming on the scene. It's super important to take advantage of that and then stay connected within that community because, you know, there's a lot of potential for business, for self growth, for, and for the culture of the game itself. Like there's so much potential now when, when, when I look at your stuff and I look what you're doing, like I, I can see, you know, I can start to map out a path to saying, oh, okay, like I think this can happen or I think that can happen. And I think it'd be super, super cool to kind of make that happen. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's really interesting. And I'm glad, you know, I've, we connected, but uh, since I've been following you, I mean, I can't remember when I connected with you or when I started following you. I, I think it was maybe, uh, middle of last year probably like june or something and i just you know i found you and uh, on instagram i just followed and i thought oh this is some cool stuff and you know lo and behold now we're in february having a podcast chat and little did we know we were connected through brampton battalion days i mean that's pretty that's, that's pretty cool yeah no it's again small world small world yeah it's how it's kind of how it goes um so what, what do you think about, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about hockey culture and, you know, what it was like and what you think about it. Uh, what, where do you think it can go and, and what would you like to see happen? Out of the actual game itself? Um, I guess, well, yeah, we'll start with the game itself and then we'll go into more of like what your niche is. Uh, so I think it's going in the, in the right direction right now. Obviously, there's less... There's less dirtiness. There's less hitting. I'm more of a. I like. I like to watch the skill. I like to watch the speed. Uh, as far as the goaltending goes, again, I'm. I'm not the biggest fan of where the the goalies are going. I'm more into the uh, the small, athletic, stand on their head type of goalies. Not these big uh, brick walls they're bringing in now, but. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be the only my only concern, but it's not actually a concern because they're they are they're posting better numbers than the old goalies were. Yeah, yeah, I can. I definitely see that the the way the the goalies are now, and especially with that they've always been trying to make more scoring and make more scoring. You never see them say, "Oh, we got to eliminate scoring," right? Like it hasn't been since the Oilers and in the eighties were crushing everyone that they had to say, okay, we got to stop them from scoring so many goals. But uh, like the goalies, they always kind of get the brunt of it, whether it's their equipment being smaller or the trapezoid being created, or, you know, they always talk about making the nets bigger and traditionalists say, no, we can't do that. 
you know, like the goalies are always the the ones who kind of get the short end of the stick uh, when you're talking about that kind of stuff. Yep, exactly. And I'm a short guy myself, so <laughs> not too big of a fan of it. What position do you play? I was growing up, I was a defenseman until I turned about uh, nine or ten, and then that's when I really started getting into hockey, and that's when I swapped over to goalie. Nice, nice. So who did you play for growing up? So when I was a defenseman, I just played house league. I, was, I wasn't really into hockey at all. And then one year, I don't know what happened. I just kind of turned on the switch, and I loved the Leafs at the time, and I was watching the Leafs a lot. I fell in love with uh, Eddie Belfour. And, the Eagle. Yeah, and I decided to hop in the cage, which my dad wasn't a huge fan of. But <laughs> Yeah, I hopped in, and I – I think my after my second my first season of house league I won the whatever the house league Vesna is yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, I went on to play for lower level some lower level Brampton rep teams as a goalie and then I when I came over to Georgetown I was up and down and high and low level hockey just being a goalie and then when I went off to college I basically just uh, tied them up and called it quits. That's all right. I mean, hey, listen, if it were if it weren't for that decision, you know, we wouldn't be we might not be talking right now and we yeah. you know, we wouldn't have all that great work that you're putting out there. So I mean I mean I think you've made uh, the right decisions in you know following your your you know, what you wanna do. I think that's the most important thing we can all do is is follow what we really wanna do and what makes us happy. And you know, if that's making you happy to do what you do, then please continue to do that because you, you've done some really, really good work. So that's uh that's pretty good stuff. I mean, you know, we, uh, we've been chatting a lot about like some of my questions uh, for you. Do you have, uh, do you have some questions that maybe I can help uh, with, or maybe it's there's some perspective that, you know, from, from what you're trying to do, like if I can answer yep. some questions for you. Well, uh, first off, the one big one, obviously, is the evolution of the equipment and how far you think it can go. Because I think we're to a point where everything's so light and everything's so advanced that I think there's only so much further we can go without making it to a point where it's almost detrimental to how you play. But how do you feel about that? Well, uh, for me, truthfully, I'll be very, very honest. I think the game is actually too fast. I think it I think it moves too fast for for the player's health uh truthfully because there's less hitting now but the the collisions are super super impactful and there's a lot of guys that are going going like really really fast and uh I think it's it's fun to watch but it it also makes the game slightly robotic I would say and it's very predictable and you know, I say that because I'm involved in it and then I see it happening. But I'm also a huge fan of hockey. Like, I love hockey. I love the sport. Uh, I still watch it. Um, you know, being in Europe, it's a little bit different to, to, to be able to watch the games. But, you know, my brother's back home playing and I, and I get to, you know, I watch his games sometimes or I'll watch the highlights of the NHL games and or I'll watch the Olympic games here and try to get whenever I can. But, when I watch the NHL right now, I feel like it's moving uh, to being very, very predictable. And when it's very predictable, it makes it not really, you know, fun for people to watch. And 
I love the skill too. Like I, I love skill players and I love seeing how skillful some guys can be. But at the same time, I feel like it's missing some passion that we used to have in the sport. And, you know, it's, it's around the, the culture of the game, the way, you know, they're, they're building teams around four lines that can skate really fast and, and play uh, a really skilled high possession game. And I think it's great. And I think that every team should have those, those players. But when I'm looking at it from a fan's perspective, I'm seeing, you know, a game that, uh, you know, it lacks a little bit of intense intensity, a little bit of passion. Uh, you know, I want to see some hits and I want to see some guys, you know, kind of mix it up. And, you know, I want to see guys that really, really care about, you know, making things happen. And I feel like the game is a little bit lacking in that respect right now because it's very cookie cutter and it's very, you know, one dimensional towards very much, uh, um, you know, possessing the puck. And, and I, and I think it's great. I think every team should aspire to possess the puck, but just my personal feelings on that. So to answer your question about the equipment, uh, I actually think that they should make the game that make the game slower. I mean, the athletes are just becoming ridiculous athletes they are just being so good, but they're also fostering, uh, like, a, a culture on the ice where they're, they're trying to promote all this uh, speed and up and down. And I think it's, it's great because it, it can make the game exciting, but from a particular fans pers- uh, perspective is, you know, it makes the game a little bit too predictable in my eyes. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Exactly. And especially with the, the character stuff, I hate to go back to the Leafs again, but just guys like Darcy Tucker. Yeah. You, you're missing guys like that now in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, I watched him growing up and in my teenage years. Like, he was one of my favorite players because he laid it out on the line every single night and he wanted to win every single night. And it's kind of funny because I ended up playing with him in Colorado and he's just, oh, wow, awesome, yeah. yeah, and he's just an awesome guy. And he, he really just, you know, he wanted to win that bad. And he would literally, he was, you know, willing to put it all on the line in order to win the game you know, for his team. And those are the kind of guys that, you know, you miss because as a fan, you could identify with those guys because, you know, they're just, it's like they're blue collar guys, but doing something like unreal that takes a tremendous amount of skill, but they're the guys that, you know, the fans can relate to the most because they're the hardworking guys. They're the guys who do the grunt work and, but they're the guys who you, you cheer the hardest for because, you know, they, they make you get out of your seat with, you know, a big hit or scoring a big goal at a, you know, or, or like, you know, they, they start a scrum and, or they, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, but you know, you really feel for a player like that and you really, you really can get behind someone like that and, and like cheer for them. Exactly. And I don't think those guys are getting enough opportunities anymore. And I think some of them could actually thrive still in today's NHL, but I think it's, too much it's based on complete skill right now and speed as we were saying and yeah those guys aren't really given an opportunity and those that's how you make it those are the franchise players usually anyway the guys that are remembered yeah like you want to like tucker will go down as like one of the best leafs of all time just because he was literally willing to do it all like another guy you know there's the you know wendell clark he did that same sort of thing and 
you know, these people are revered in, in the city because, you know, what they did. But you can go around from team to team and you can pick out those individuals and, you know, they, they what they meant to the teams at that time is, you know, really invaluable. Exactly. So what else? Do you have any, what other questions, uh, like what other concerns do you have about where the hockey is headed? Uh, I don't have too many concerns. As far as questions, I would love to ask you about how your time was in the show and how your time was in Colorado, especially. Uh, it was really, really good. It, it was really fun. Um, it was a great experience for me. Uh, obviously, you know, living out my childhood dream is something that I'll always remember and, and always remember fondly. And it was just a, a really, really fun time. Um, met a bunch of great guys and had some great memorable experiences for sure. Uh, one thing that's kind of funny that I will remember is that a lot of the guys on that team were pretty decent at, at soccer because, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's really kind of, you know, universally known that guy, players will play like two touch. Some guys will do play like two touch, like soccer before the game to warm up for games. But in this particular setting, like the guys would set up nets and they would play like two on two soccer before games. And, you know, they weren't doing keep ups. They were playing legitimate, like, you know, soccer games. And, you know, some of the guys were friends with some of the Manchester United guys. And I remember, you know, they would always talk about them and, they would say that, you know, after the season, they're going to games. So that was really fun because I'm super into soccer, obviously being Italian, you know, devastated this year, they're not in the world cup, but uh, you know, like just having that connection, I, I just thought that that was kind of cool and pretty neat. Yeah. And how was it going? You went straight from the, Oh, did you have a year in the AHL before you completely moved up or did you go? No, no, no. I, I played majority uh, of my time in North America in, the AHL. Uh, so my first year, I uh, played in Albany. Second year was in Cleveland, and then in my third year, I got called up halfway through the year or towards the end of the year um, with Colorado. I was in Cleveland, so the Lake oh, Erie Monsters. Yeah, so that was good. It was really fun. Well, I've heard big things about making the jump. Uh, Ronaldo actually, uh, Zach Ronaldo had a big. Um... I called interview on making the jump, going back from the end to the A, and then coming back from the A into the N, and how big of a difference it was. And can you say anything about that? Or yeah, the uh, the difference in hockey is it's noticeable because not because the quality is bad in the AHL; it's really really high, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of players that probably should be in the NHL, but for whatever reason they're not. They're just you know there's just a lot of good players in the NHL. And that's the that's the difference is the quality of hockey from line one to four is just so high that, you know, it makes the game travel a lot quicker and a lot better and, and just consistent. And, you know, as you go down each level, it just gets, you know, less and less. There's always good players at every level. Like I laugh when people think that, you know, leagues – you know, lower leagues uh, in professional hockey aren't good and, and, you know, the players are not good because there's a ton of tremendous good players in all the leagues around the world. Like, you, you'd be surprised. Like, the, the best way to, to really see how good hockey players are is, you know, if you get a professional player and you, in, you know, even if you say one of the lower leagues and you put them on the ice in a, a shinny setting against, you know, regular people you'll see just like how good it is and then 
it'll give you a clearer understanding of how good like the best players in the world are like the nhl players like it's it's crazy I, i'm you know just fascinated by how good like a guy like Sidney crosby could be like how how he can stand out from all the rest of the players is mind-boggling and for as long as he's done it like it's it's insane because the, the league is you know the parody is just crazy within the teams and and within the players too, like all the players are really, really good, and for him to stand out above all the rest it is really remarkable. And I, and I'm really, we're all really fortunate to be able to witness that. Like he, he's one of the best players to ever live for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And exactly what you were saying. I think not many people realize how good players actually are, especially in the lower leagues. Like take a guy from, regardless if he's the worst guy on an AHL squad. He was the best guy on his OHL team or wherever he came from, which is another huge, like, another huge thing. Another huge thing that people don't understand. You don't, you have to work your way up and you don't just make it there. Yeah, it's like any, it's like any, uh, you know, career that you choose, right? Like you, you bide your time, but the, the cream always rises, right? Like within each particular industry, like the, the best will always come to the surface and, It'll always it always work out. You're just people get sidetracked when they start thinking of things in in the short term in the micro. Uh, if you can be patient and let it play out over the long the long run, you know the the best will always come out on top. So so yeah, I mean that's uh, I'm really glad we got to have this chat and, and oh, connect good. here and get the, the our listeners some more information about you and uh what you've been up to and i you know i just i scroll through your feed and it's crazy to to look at the the evolution of design uh i guess i'll say the all the things that you've been up to and and creating and it's really really cool to see all this stuff and i think that there's a lot of potential for this stuff out there and you know hopefully that you know this 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 chat here can you know connect you with some other people and it's definitely connected us which is great and i think that uh you know moving forward i hope that we can do more of this kind of stuff together and we can see how things can go and how we can you know make some you know cool things together but uh yeah if there's uh anything that you know you need it from us you just uh you let us know and we'll see what we can do but uh if there's any other closing remarks that you'd want to make and you know, where you see things going for yourself and, and where people can find you on the internet right now. All right. Well, uh, first off, I'd like to thank you for having me in. I was super excited to be on here. I'm a big fan of you, obviously, since I was young. I and, appreciate uh, that. And uh, to everyone listening, you can find me at my Instagram at the Vincenzo Arnone. I have YouTube or Facebook. You can follow me there. But uh, I have a lot of maybe three or four projects with a couple companies coming on the way right now in the next month or so. So I think if you want to uh, stay tuned, you should stay tuned now because a couple exciting things are going to come out, but uh, yeah, that's about it. That's awesome. That's great to hear that. We'll, we'll for sure be uh, following along and uh, hopefully the listeners and the people who are watching our posts and our feed will, We'll hop on and hop over to your page and, and follow you and, and let uh, let you know that they like what you're doing and, and what you're doing for the culture of the sport because I think it's going to be really, really important going forward 
um, just just the way sports is moving, especially with the emergence of now esports. It's it's going to be pretty pretty fun over the next few years to to see how the evolution of of sport is going to come around. So I'm excited about this, and you know, obviously with what we're doing, um, you know, I think that uh, you know having this uh, connection will be invaluable to us for sure. Yeah, no, I think we could do a lot of big things in the future. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you being on the show. Um, we'd love to have you on uh, again because I think this was great. And, you know, there's so many other topics that I really want to explore uh, with you and, and chat with uh, with you about. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll reconnect and we'll get you back on the show in uh, maybe a couple months and we'll see how things have been going with you. And by that time, some of the projects that you've had will be launched and we can review those. Yep, sounds perfect. All right, well, I appreciate being on the show, man. Yep, yep, thanks for having me. All right, have a good day. Have a good one. Ciao. Thanks for being on the show today, Vince. It was great to get you uh, on the show to talk about your perspectives and your signing skills and where they came from and what your role has been in the hockey community as of late. It's great to hear that your experiences as a kid have led you to this moment where you are making great, great strides in the area of design within the community of hockey, working with a bunch of different retailers and brands. I'm sure that there will be more opportunities for you coming up in the near future as the culture of hockey continues to expand and you are going to have a big role to play in that game. So it's great that we were able to chat now uh, early on and it'll be fun to recall this chat uh, at a later date when we see how the evolution has happened. If you like today's episode and you wouldn't mind leave us a, leaving us a rating on iTunes, we'd really, really appreciate it. Your voice in helping us to get this to other people is really invaluable. Really leaving us a rating on iTunes will help us be seen to other people when they search for us. And it'll help us to get, you know, more positive feelings towards doing the show. We really like bringing you these episodes and talking about it. So we'll continue to put out the best possible information we can so that it can help you and it can help us. So until next time, adios.